You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. I have talked about this prayer journal, and I've even mentioned a few of these different resources in past episodes, including our favorites episode back in January. But today I am so excited to bring on one of my heroes in these resources, Val Warner. Valerie is the brains and the heart behind this entire idea of the prayer journal that I am so excited to share with you guys. And today we're hopping into a conversation all about prayer, how much of a privilege and an honor it is to even be able to talk to God in the first place. But how do we then practically walk into this routine for it to become a passion and a part of our everyday lives? We tackle hesitations, misconceptions, and really dive into the unique and creative parts of prayer that we can now partake in when we say yes to Jesus. Back in August of 2020, in episode 112, we had Crystal Evans Hurst hop on the show with us and talk all about integrating prayer into your everyday life and routine. So if you've yet to listen to that episode, I highly recommend it. We answer some great hard questions about prayer and really wrestle with this idea of what if God doesn't answer your prayer requests? What if you feel distant from God? So you can consider today's conversation a part two. And who better to talk to me about all of this than the creator of one of my favorite prayer journals herself, Valerie Warner. Hey Val, welcome to Behind the Bliss Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. This is my obviously my favorite subject and I just love love getting to talk prayer. It's going to be a blast. We love your prayer journals and resources around here at BTB. Our team loves them and like our listeners have heard me talk about them so many times. Um, so to have you on an episode with us is the most fun. And I'm glad you like to talk about prayer as much as I do. <laughs> we have that in yes, common. Yes. Yeah. Having a chat about prayer is important to me because it's such a privilege. And we even have this opportunity to speak to God. Like, that's crazy cool. Mm-hmm. But I would love for you, before we even dive in and jump in, tell us about Valerie who you are, all the things you have going on, and what you've been up to recently. Yes. Okay. So I am uh, Valerie Warner. I live in South Louisiana with my husband, and we have two little girls, Vivian Vanna. They're four and seven. And um, yeah, I started honestly just creating a prayer journal for my own needs um, about eight years ago in a format that I thought would just help organize it. And, you know, it's funny, you start something like that, thinking you're the only one who struggles with it. And then it's just blown up into a business. And I get to write about prayer and um, talk about it. And I actually have a book coming out on prayer in October. And the latest thing about me is that I got off Instagram yesterday, um, like semi-permanently. We have our like shop page, Valmarie Paper, but um, I felt the Lord honestly leading me this past month to not be on social media anymore and like a, like to focus on like writing books, writing longer form things. Yeah. And I never thought I would be somebody to say that. Um, I thought, no, I got a business. I need to be there. And um, it had, it was a total 
decision made based off of prayer. And I have never felt so confident in making a decision. And I know it's because there was so much time spent in prayer over it. So um, yeah, that's, that's where I am right now. I'm feeling very, very light and, and, um, (laughs) and excited for what God has next. Yeah. God is bold to step off of social media. I mean, I feel like we all have it as like a, like one day I want to delete my Instagram or like, you know, it's one of those things that really does sound so nice, but to push that button or to like delete the app and Mm -hmm. to deactivate the account, that's huge. Yeah. It's, um, like I said, I would not be able to do this confidently with, if I hadn't, if I didn't feel so sure in what God was calling me to, because that was always me. I have seen other people leave and Every time they leave, they'll like share about it. And it's always very encouraging to read because you do get that like, oh, maybe one day. Yeah. And so this time I did, I wrote a blog post about with like 11 things and um, just the the response already from people, you know, some people are saying like, I'm not ready to leave yet, but this is encouraging or this might be the push, you know, whatever it is, it's just cool to like, um, for me to get to do that now for some knowing that that somebody did that for me and it really impacted me. So, um, I, you know, God has plans for all of us very differently. So if you are thinking about that, just pray about it. God might tell you stay on the platform and do this or hop off and, um, whatever he says, you will be able to do confidently because you know, that reassurance from him. Of course. Wow. Again, so bold. (laughs) I am cheering you on. That's amazing. And you do have a social media detox freebie. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, On on your website, which I've loved and I've sent to several of my friends that have been like, oh, I don't feel the call to leave, but I do feel Mm -hmm. like I need to exactly that, like detox, filter, like trade in some things for things that are more valuable and true. And that is a great resource. So I'm going to link that in our show notes too. So if people are like, ooh, I need a detox of social media, like we all do, uh, they can access that because it was truly, really cool. But to completely hop off, that's a whole nother level. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's like still going to be up. People can find stuff and then it'll point people to Valerie Paper. And I do have a loophole in that the business account, like I'll be able to hop on and do a live every once in a while. But for me, the biggest struggle with social media has been the Explorer feed. Like I go look at news. I go look at like celebrity gossip, like things that have honestly nothing to do with even my platform. It's just where I get sucked in. So, um, having it to where I can just go to Valerie paper, I go to the live and do that is, is, made the decision obviously like a little easier to do as a business yeah who thrives on social media but but yeah I'm sure there's entrepreneurs listening that are like she what (laughs) she she what you know but that does make (laughs) sense okay so it's not as like super crazy crazy but it's obedient and that's what I want to talk about today is like Mm -hmm. practically going after prayer because you even said you know this decision came from lots of prayer and I'm sure it's not the only decision you've ever approached with prayer before in your life and you have prayer journals. And so, you know, a thing or two about leading a sister to Mm -hmm. passion for prayer. And I want to lean into that because this past year for me specifically has given me so much more insight on why prayer is really a privilege rather than, uh, something just to check off our list because Mm -hmm. it's what we do as spiritual people. Do you know what I mean? And I want to hear, really from you to set the tone for what prayer is, uh, 
um, what prayer means for you, or if you could define prayer, how would, how would Val put a name to this? Yeah. Well, um, you have already spoken it very well in saying that like, this is insane that we get to talk to the creator of the universe. Yeah. Like we're not talking to some, um, random guy who like, just is off to this, like there's a creator and then there's this other guy you get to talk to. Like you're getting to talk to the creator of the universe. That is a privilege. And, um, that it, it has the power to change our life. Like we, you know, as believers, we want to experience heaven. We want to experience life in God's presence one day, but prayer is the avenue that we get to experience him on earth. It is a conversation and it's a taste of what heaven's going to be like. Um, and you know, like it, it is not a chore. It, it is something that, you know, when we, when we really dive into prayer, when we make the commitment, when we, um, kind of get through those hurdles of like, Oh, I'm not feeling God. So I'm just not going to pray. Like when we continue in that, yeah. um, we get to see the fruit of, of his presence with us. And it's, um, I've already said it, like, it's a taste of heaven, but like, it, it is amazing. And, um, I think like, it's basically a conversation that we have with God. And for me, I keep saying it, it's a taste of heaven It is what life is going to be like on obviously a much bigger scale in heaven, but the pre- we get to feel his presence on earth. We are not, um, like, I think it's the deist, like what a lot of the old, uh, American, um, revolutionaries like believed of like, God set a clock and then like, let it go. And like, doesn't have contact with us. Like, it's not like that. No. We get to experience him on earth. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Our conversation. That's a cool word. And to nerd out really quick, we had Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith on the show. Yes. She is so cool and scientist mm-hmm. and all the fun things. But she even said that talking to God and through prayer if you map like the brain activity, it maps the exact same as like sitting across the table from someone sharing a cup of coffee and having conversation. Like the the neurons that fire and like the pieces of our brains that get lit up and even the chemicals that get released are the exact same. So I'm like, how cool is that? That like wow, yeah. it is a legit conversation with a person with and with this being that loves us and wants to know us and wants to intimately grow with us. And I, and I love conversation too, because conversations are back and forth. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times growing up, I kind of always imagined prayers being that one-sided thing. Like, okay, Rachel's going to tell God what Rachel needs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then God will do with it what he wants rather than it being a, no, I get to experience him. And I get, like you were saying, like be so close to heaven in that, in that eternal realm. So for our friends listening, they're like, Oh, that sounds fun. Like I would obviously love to partake in that, (laughs) but they're like, I still feel like it's one site. I still feel like I'm talking to a wall Mm -hmm. when I pray or like, I have to close my eyes to focus. How would you encourage them to find that conversation piece? Like the relational aspect of prayer? Um, That's such a good question. And it's, um, I think one of the I give this illustration in the book of just imagining a conversation where like we wouldn't do this with another person. We wouldn't like sit with somebody and um, just start rattling off all these things that we think are like the most important thing to talk about. Yeah. And then um, just get up and walk off. We would normally engage in conversation. And when we think about the fact that like, if we're having a conversation between 
me, a human, and God who knows everything and is willing to give us guidance and like grow us and transform us. Like I, I'm silly to not give him space to talk. Um, I think like, that's like just a, a realization. Like you're not, you're not, you know, foolish for doing that. Like that's just our human nature because, um, it's harder to recognize our conversation because God is invisible. Um, but when we, if we can recognize that in the conversation that like, do I want to spend 45 minutes of me talking and like one minute of trying to give God space to talk and then getting up because it's not quick enough for me? Or do I want to, you know, talk to God, share my heart with him. He wants to know everything, but then also give him like ample room to speak knowing like, this is, this is like, if I give him this space, like this is God that we're talking about. Um, so there, you know, the number one thing is just making space for that, making quiet time. Um, like I love podcasts. You obviously have a podcast. Like we, like the people listening, I would assume love podcasts as well. (laughs) I hope good grief. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know for me, like I am either listening to a podcast, listening to music, talking to people, like listening to Voxer, like yeah, most of my day, even when I'm by myself is very filled with noise. And um, we can't expect God to uh, use this analogy in the book, jump in like the Kool-Aid man, just like jumping through a wall, like very like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you. Like he's, that's not God. And, you know, he can speak like that. Like we're not going to limit how he can approach us. But like so many times we see him come in the whisper and in the wind and quietly. And if we're expecting him to burst through um everything that we're listening to, if, if we're expecting him to talk to us while we're watching Netflix, like we're, we're, we're just, we're missing out basically. And, um, I think like we don't leave space because we don't see immediate things from God. And, um, we don't want to treat him like that. We don't want him to, to, to feel like God, you got 60 seconds. If you can't give something to me in that time, I'm, I'm getting up. Um, we just want to give him space and that is awkward and that is, um, it's not groundbreaking every time, but it is fruitful. And the more we do it, the more we keep coming back to God in these ways, um, we are, we're revealing our faith to him. We're revealing so much by saying like, I'm going to keep coming back. God, I'm going to keep sitting at your feet. I'm not going to expect you to be this, you know, vending machine where I pop in a dollar and you give me a treat. Um, we're, we are, genuinely so um trustworthy of what the bible says which says to like to ask seek to knock to seek him to can you know seek him first um to sit with him um just all of these things like we we can take him at his word and and that is going to reveal so much to him about our faith and um i think he'll he's he's willing to speak to us we just have to be open to hear it yeah, you are speaking straight to my soul <laughs> because I think I I am that girl who sits in the presence of the Lord and is like, all right, here's all the things I would want you to know. Here's all the things I'm grateful for. Here is who you are to me. And like I and it is like a thorough type conversation, but mm-hmm. I do expect him to answer like in that time that I've set aside for us. And I haven't created that gap and margin in my routine to have the silence for him to be able to respond when he needs to respond, not when I need him to respond. 
And even like the ways he responds and the moments he responds are so strategic that I think when we start like putting him into a formula or like, oh, you should get back to me now. Or like you said, like you've got 60 more seconds. We really can miss out on like the strategy and like the immense, like, wow, that was for me moment. And that again, like takes away the intimacy of who God is. And he wants to be that fully intimate father with us, but it's on his terms, not ours. Yeah. And he, uh, he, he's so generous. The fact that we even get to hear him speak. Right. Um, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I get excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have the prayer journal and how cool is it that it came from a place where you're like, this is a need that I need. I can imagine maybe other people need it. Not quite sure. Cause that's kind of what we're about here behind the bliss, like opening up a little bit or like sharing a talent, sharing a story and realizing wait, it's not just me. A lot of the ways that you have certain resources set up on your shop and even through mm-hmm. journals, it's like you you pray for people. There's circumstances, there's locations, there's things that you're grateful for. Like it's more than like we were saying earlier, throwing up the requests and like hoping God hears them and does something about it. And so would you give us like this full, like bigger picture of, yeah, the opportunity four things to pray about that maybe creatively we haven't opened up our minds to yet. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I, I know over the last few years, I've kind of just started looking at it as like living in God's presence rather than like prayer time. Like I know um, whenever I was like in high school, I was like wanting to pray more. And I remember feeling like I wanted like, like spend the day with God, you know, but Really, I would say that in the morning and then I would fall asleep or like my head would hit the pillow and I'd be like, whoa, like I hadn't thought about any of that since uh, that morning prayer time. Yeah. Um. So I think like so much of just like going beyond like prayer requests or like this agenda that we might have with prayer is doing life with God. And um, a lot of times that just looks like what we're talking about, like the leaving the space in things and asking him questions, like questions are huge. And I don't think we do that as much in prayer because we don't really know how to do that. But like, if we are praying in the morning time and we just ask God, like, Lord, who do you want me to serve today? Or what, what do you want to teach me through this? Or, um, I was even thinking yesterday, like, what am I missing out in nature that like, just, just screams of you, you know, like, what could I see today that would just make me think, wow, my God is so big. He is here. Um, if we're like kind of including him in things throughout our days, we're going to more naturally follow his lead, choose to obey and, and have an understanding of like a more eternal perspective. Um, because so many times, like if I, I, I like struggle with like melancholy and like anxiety, Um, I'm a hypochondriac and I've been like actually making a lot of progress with that this past month because I've been praying so much. Yeah. Um, but I, those, those like things that I struggle with, if, if I'm spending hours and hours and hours in the world for the day, like if, if I'm spending, you know, hours on my phone, if I'm watching Netflix all day, if I go to bed, like, and that's the last thing I've thought about, like those things keep my mind on an earthly perspective. And like, mm-hmm. we, we're on earth, like we got to live here. Like, it's not like those things aren't going to be a part of our life. Um, but if, if they're 
taking up so much of that space to where we have lost perspective on eternity, it's going to be harder to choose things that are eternal because they don't seem as real or worthwhile, you know, like, um, I keep referencing the book, but I'm, I just edited it, but I was going to say like in the book, it's your baby. You've got to talk about this book. (laughs) (laughs) And and yeah, I I feel funny to make it sound like I'm coming up with this on the spot. It's like, no, I just wrote about this. I'm not like, you know, I don't know. But, um, (laughs) one thing I talked about was how like God is, or like prayer can be like fresh fruit, like a strawberry, like uh, just something right off the vine. And like, you know, things that we get from the world can be like ice cream and it's going to be really easy to choose the ice cream over and over again because it has sugar. It has addictive properties in it. Like we now know from like old tech people that, you know, people who worked at like Twitter or Facebook before, you know, like years ago that like they're designing things to be addictive. So like the same way ice cream is like sugar has an addictive quality, like the fresh fruit is so delicious and so just real, but it's, it's going to be hard to compare when you got ice cream right there. The ice cream is going to make you feel sick if you eat a lot. It's, it's not going to be good for you. Like the fresh fruit is, but it's going to be easier to choose. And the more time we spend um, just like in the Lord's presence, I just fit feel like it's easier to choose those things that he is calling us to because we are seeing the reality. Like if I go on like a health kick or whatever and I go to eat an Oreo, that Oreo tastes fake to me. Yeah, you can literally taste the chemicals. After you do Whole30, you're ruined. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But like after, if I've eaten six of them already, they're delicious. Like I want more. And that's just kind of like the difference of – the more time we spend in God's presence and and the different perspective it gives us on all of life. So it's going back to the original thing. Like it's, it, it changes us from like, here's all the requests I need to bring, or here's like this agenda to, I just want to do life with you and, and how you're calling me to do that. And we cannot do that if we aren't, if we are not abiding in the vine. Um, And I'll tell you one last story from the book, but there. I, I thought about this one day, the idea that like, what if when we're looking for guidance from God, um, sometimes we can feel like, oh, I just wish, I wish I knew what was going to happen. Um, or, but w- like we expect, or we, we want to know more of what's going to happen. And I think about it, like a, a guy who goes to somebody gets directions and the guy gives him all these directions. He's like, okay, thank you so much. I'll see you later. And he's like, wait, I'm going to actually go with you and show you where to go. Um, like that's what God is wanting with us. He is yeah. wanting to walk through life with us. He doesn't want to just give us, you know, here's your 10 year plan, go for it. He, he wants to go with us. So we're not going to know every step. Um, we're going to know the next step. And continuing our communication with him is is like whenever we think about it in those terms it seems like oh well this is obviously why yeah. I want to you know have that 
constant communication. Does that make sense? Totally. And I love that analogy too, because I'm even thinking, you know, if you ask someone for directions and they hop in your car safely, hear me say, (laughs) and then like they show you around, they're a local, they know their way and they know the sites and they know the places to avoid or where gets traffic at what time. Like you could follow the directions that your maps on your phone gives you. Sure. But you might be missing something cool. You might hit traffic at a time that you forgot or you didn't even know about. And so like to ride or to have someone in the passenger seat to be able to show you around and to be able to talk with you and speak with you and do that process with you. I'm just thinking practically, like in real life, if we were to have this as an analogy in real life, like that is more fun, especially if it's someone that you're friends with, like we're called to be in a relationship with the Lord, you know? So like how cool would it be to for us to invite him into that process, into our next steps, rather than just be like, okay, yeah, give me, give me the directions. I got this. Cause we don't yeah. always have that. <laughs> we don't got that. Yeah. Yeah. I love exactly. that. Well, it sounds like your book's going to be phenomenal. Cause all the little wisdoms you're dropping from your book. I'm like, girl, let's go October. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to say something and like, I, as I was having this thought, I was like, ooh, I don't even know if I want to bring this up, but I'm going to because it's typically a nudge that I'm not the only one that feels this way. Um, yeah. But I have found just by listening to friends and even my own heart and my own flesh that like I mean, prayer sometimes is that one more thing to get into a routine of or it comes off mm-hmm. as like uh, a burden or something else to balance or have a part of your day and Like I said, as soon as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, that tastes bad. I hate hearing that. But for a lot of us, it's true. And I just want to call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. So as someone who is a mom running a shop, writing a book, doing all these different things, and you still look forward to time with the Lord and having this beautiful passion for prayer, like how do we get out of the have to into the get to mentality that we're talking about? Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a great question. And I definitely, you will, um, no matter how much you grow in your prayer life, there will always be moments where you, it feels like something else to check off your list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, so two thoughts. Um, the first one is I think it's okay to create that rhythm and know that what we say when we commit to something, whether it's like, okay, it is something that I just, I do every day. What we say when we do that is that we know that this matters and we trust, we trust what the Bible says more than our own feelings about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's necessarily like, don't feel burdened by that. We actually have a whole chapter on like things that do burden us. And, and one of them is feeling like having a set time, having a set routine we would just feel like it should be more romantic. And there is a lot of passion and a lot of excitement in prayer, but a lot of times we don't even get to that because we expect it in the beginning when we need to simply make a commitment and keep telling God, like, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back tomorrow and I'm coming back the next day because I believe what you say in your word is true. Um, so don't be burdened by that or don't feel like, Oh, I hate that. I feel this way because truthfully like our expectation that it it's kind of like thinking it should be a rom-com and it's our you know like marriage is not or whatever it is like there are expectations of it can 
make us feel like it should be a certain thing. And if it's not, then we don't do it. And right. honestly, that's just our enemy trying to distract us. Like he would love if he could just knock you out in the first week you try to start praying. And, and if he could just distract you enough and keep enough little noise around your prayer time to where you don't get to like soak in who God is, like he would be like, th- that's like the easiest thing for him to do to us because, right. because we do want it to be so much more than that. Um, and so, so that, and then also, you know, we don't want to get into a rut of it, of um, like, like losing our actual, like um, our heart and like, we don't want it to be this, thing that we just do on autopilot that doesn't have any feeling to it. Like Mm. the Bible talks about um, repetitious prayers or vain repetition. And they're not talking about you praying for this, you know, like your spouse to become a a believer every day, you know, like that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about babbling to try to get the attention of, of, of these false gods. Like they would just babble and say the same words until they got its attention. There was no heart. There was no passion in that. Um, but if you do feel like it has become very stale and you're praying the same things over and over again, or you're just tired of feeling like it's just a to-do list, I would definitely, um, not only like mix things up, but, um, like when I say mix things up, like we talk about having a vibrant prayer life and trying different techniques and praying for different things. Like even within our prayer journal, like some months I'll have everything written now like a different prayer for each of my friends and then other months in that category for my friends I'll just have one big prayer it's like three lines and it just says father like help them to see you in unique ways this month and that you know like mix it up so that it doesn't feel stale um there's there are so many different things that we can do um but also read read your bible and um I know that's like sounds obvious, but like prayer and Bible reading are not like two separate things. Like we, they, they go together um, so beautifully. The more that I learn about God in my Bible, the more I am amazed that I get to pray to him. Mm. The more that even reading like through the Old Testament, you know, we kind of see that um, it kind of gets pegged as like this, just got the, the vengeful God, you know, New Testament is like him loving and graceful, but like Old Testament is more like vengeful just, and all this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like, if you if just reading script, like the number of times that it says God hears, like, or God responds, it is, it will blow your mind. Just if you're reading the Bible and you keep seeing that, like highlight it every time, recognize how much God is listening. And even the warnings that he gave the Israelites over and over again, you're just like, he is so loving. He could have wiped them out like so quickly. And he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He just kept giving them chance after chance. And and also telling them, like, hey, this is what I'm this is what I want you to do. This is like though that's love. That is love that he did that for them. So um all that to say, like I think it it will we will have more of a desire for him if we are learning about him and not just trying to pray. Um, like it has to be about him. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. A great perspective to have a hundred percent. And I love that too. Just thinking through, um, mixing it up and it not being mundane and even having the freedom to say, God, I'm going to be honest. Like 
this is not something I, this is not a part of the day that I was looking forward to and I am sorry and like would you change my heart and having that honesty with him I think he's like thank you like I knew it I just I want I want you to be honest with me <laughs> you know like <laughs> I know you weren't pumped to be here but thank you for being here at 5 30 in the morning you know whatever it takes like yeah. I think he appreciates that and he sees it and and I'll say it again like he, I know he appreciates it he's told us he appreciates it and he delights to be with us and so yeah I love and how you're like you want to He's going to be the one to change us. So like yeah. us going to him with that is not burdening him. He wants us to go to him with that because he is going, he is the place where we see that transformation happen. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. And like you were saying, to find ways to mix it up or get creative or whatever, I'm going to shameless plug it again. Your prayer journals are a great place for people to start <laughs> if they need a place to write things down, to be kept accountable, to feel like they can get in that routine. Um, if you are listening and you're like, great, love this, going to go just really intimidated on starting, I'd say definitely check out Val's prayer journals. But I want you to tell us where people can find you, where people can eventually yeah. find your book, where they can <laughs> shop all the things. <laughs> tell us all things Valerie. Yes. Well, um, I'll tell you one other thing that we have that's free on our website. It's a 31-day like add vibrancy to your prayers basically. And it's like just a little challenge every day to do something differently. Um, but just to help you like build that consistency, but also not feel like you're doing the same thing every day. So that's on our website, but it's um, valmariepaper.com and it's got all the links and um, Valmarie paper is our Instagram handle where we share, we have people share their prep of their journals and lots of just encouragement for your prayer life. And the book, I'm so excited. I know we're recording at the beginning of February, but um, and about in May or in March, I'll get to share the title and the cover and it will be out in all bookstores uh, in October. It'll be here before you know it. October sounds like forever yeah, and a half so away, <laughs> but it's actually right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I can't wait. Oh, so fun. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask, and now I'm like super pumped to hear your answer. What is something that you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends that are listening today? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I am loving, so we, we're, I'm blogging about this in a couple of weeks, but I got a, um, a book light for Christmas. Ooh. It's like 12 bucks. And, um, I, it's, our house is really, has lots of windows in the living room. So it's really cold. Um, and I like, obviously like waking up, I try to wake up at like five or five 30, I go to bed early, but, um, I try to wake up early before everybody gets up to do my quiet time. But it's, um, it's, I have needed to mix it up as I, as I tell, talk about this with you guys. So I've, um, been using my book light and I will just do my quiet time in bed before my husband gets up. And I never turn on the light because I don't want to bother him, but it has made it so nice and so cozy to get that prayer time while it's really quiet and actually really dark. It's just like a very, um, it's basically like turning down the noise. It's just been a really sweet, comfy, snuggly time in prayer. Um, so that's what I have been loving. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. I have a friend who just recently did this and she was like, I brought my Nespresso like in my bedroom so I could just get up, make coffee and get back in bed with God. And I was like, I love that idea. (laughs) That, that's so funny you say that because Kara, the, um, our, she's our, I forget exactly her title, but she's in charge of everything. 
in her um, <laughs> shop and she actually read the blog post that's coming out. She's like, Val, she's like, um, this is blowing my mind. And if I could just get an espresso next to my bed, this would be like done. So that's a whole other level. But you say that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it. Well, I am so excited to link all of these amazing resources in our show notes. I'm just so thankful that we were able to introduce you to our friends listening if they didn't know you already. And just for you to share this wisdom with us, I think it's exactly what my heart needed and I pray it's what our friends needed too. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.